0: Hey buddy, hey, it's Matt. January, it's My cold God. out It's getting cold, yeah What's going on in New York City? Uh, it's good, it's not too bad,
1: you know, we missed a big snow there the other day yeah. Sadly. <laughs> I think We got like crazy snow and then it turned to ice Oh really? And it's just been
0: nasty up here
1: Because, uh, yeah, that last week it was like, there's going to be a huge snowstorm And then, you know, it, was just, it just rained that whole weekend oh, Which is yeah. fine, but I think half of our house was sad
2: I mean, Mike, my, my, like, my experience
0: driving in Boston is that every single snowflake is just a tiny lobotomy for every other driver. Oh. People get so fucking <laughs> dumb. I just, I I do want to bust out the sleds and stuff at least once. Yeah, take are, the kids but, out. But uh, it hasn't happened yet, so. Well, um, hey, what's your name? Hey, I'm Jason. I'm Matt. Uh, we started this podcast because we always uh, get together and talk about music and albums that we love or albums that we're inspired by and maybe sometimes shitty albums. No, you know what?
1: It's never shitty. Honestly, it never is shitty because True. it always, you know, has some mean you know meaning to you. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Like I love I was thinking about this the other day to get sidetracked right away, but I was thinking about what? License to Ill and what a crazy just fucking like <laughs> Black eye, that must be to the Beastie Boys. Oh, but man. in spite of it, still managed to do good stuff. And, and at the end of the day, I have to say, like, oh, I'm still that. interested in them. No, no, I, I am too. But like, it, it's embarrassing as hell. You know what I mean? In, in your discography. <laughs> hey Jay, what's the right? name of
0: our podcast? We listen to records. We listen to records. Ooh, that was a cool effect. Yeah, I, I like that. You know what I uh, mean, mean, though? It's like here's this huge. I mean, so like, many bands, especially when you're well, in yeah. the pop realm. Like I guess. Pop, pop music doesn't usually have a shelf life, and the Beastie Boys, you know, like that to first come record out with that
1: was their that was their like um uh, uh the, what record am I thinking of? Shit, that was like banned everywhere. Their 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 live performances were banned. Oh yeah, It had the big butt on the well, cover. Hey, what was that? Album?
0: We're not talking about the Beastie Boys today, no, man.
1: No, but we're talking about who are karate. we talking about today?
0: Karate.
1: We're talking about karate. Not, Boston band. Not the movement of your body to kick um, butts.
0: Not the karate kid. There will be no, no. waxing on or waxing Listen,
1: off. Listen, let me tell you, karate's hard to fucking Google when you're looking for the Boston <laughs> band from 1993. Uh, when were they now? 93 to 2005. 93.
0: I remember seeing them live a bajillion well, are times. Are you serious? In yeah. A bajillion
1: times. I've, well, maybe like
0: seven, eight, nine.
1: Fuck, I, n- I honestly never heard of them.
2: Until. Well, it's funny,
0: I was never into them. They always just played with other Boston bands yeah, that I yeah. was into. Yeah. Or like our friend Mike, who was on the Fugazi yep. uh, mega episodes. Yeah. Yep. You know, his band, I think used to play with Did them. They? Like, that's, Don't quote me on that. I don't, I was, no, but I, that's so you know, awesome you know, that,
1: he, that he went there it, along with like, who would he say? I, Iron Maiden and like <laughs> somebody else. And then he's like, karate. And I was like, are you oh, talking yeah, about the same this. karate? That I'm yeah. thinking of that I know of one album, which is this self-titled one that we're listening
0: to, which is great. And I mean, they actually have a, a different one on Spotify, but this one uh, is not okay. on Spotify. What's the one that's on Spotify? Uh, actually, when I look up their Wikipedia, they actually have a, a bunch they have a of few. I mean, they, LPs and CDs they, I that they put out.
1: I think they did out. about 10 or so. Um, I actually listened to a great podcast. They did
0: an, In the Fish Tank, believe it or not.
1: Yes, I listened to a great podcast called uh, Washed Up Emo and it's, <laughs> it, it's very funny that um, that the people that he talks to in the bands and stuff because I was like, I don't know if I want to hear what today how these bands feel about some of this. I don't know, it's very funny. I, I do want to go back and listen to a bunch of episodes. and it just so happened he talked to Jeff uh, Farina from, from karate like fairly yeah. recently. Um, But it was like an early episode But he, I mean, it was the the best resource I found There's no information about these guys anywhere, really And like, uh, he just gets into it The whole, you know, how they got together, everything So I took a bunch of notes
2: But also, just go
1: listen to that Because it's a great interview And it's, if you like... Karate, which you probably do you're hearing this then go check that out too
0: so it. i mean we do listen to records yeah what are we gonna listen to? let's listen to the first uh, track just, honestly because yeah, kick the it first off with, track the, with the first track
1: it's on really this record good. it's called gasoline gasoline all right ready
0: yes when we put this on the other day yeah I was listening to this for the you know because I haven't heard I, I was never into karate back then even though I saw them a bunch because yeah you know they were they were around yeah but, like, when I put this on the other day, I was really struck by how very Boston and very 90s mm. this is. I mean, there's literally songs about, like, I-95 and shit. I mean, yeah, well, it's and, very, and, very and Walden Boston.
1: Pond. I, I forget yeah. which track that is, but I was like, oh, that's really interesting. But also,
0: like, what I remember, like, Boston's response to bands like Unwound yeah. and Nirvana yeah. and the this loud, quiet, loud, quiet, stout, start, yeah. stop thing. Was karate and was the Wicked Farleys. And yeah. it, was, it was much more in that, like, you know, Boston's the city that gives us the pixies and, yeah, and yeah. you know, bands like that. Yeah. It, 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 like, when I listen to this, it, his vocals front, his, um, the twangy guitar, the start stop, the yep. um, incredibly emotional style of singing. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know, it just, it, it feels very specifically Boston. Early 90s to me.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it definitely feels early 90s period. And I mean, I would even tie it to uh, Chicago stuff that was happening. Like, because this, cause this tends to go slightly jazz for me. And I think... Jazz? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, uh, in the kind of, not Prague way, but maybe a little bit. Like, it's very, okay, it's very intricate. There's a lot of different sort of winding... Uh, Maybe the reason I bring this up is because he talks about um, uh, how he would go to thrift stores all the time. You know, that's where he's shopping, just period. And, like, he would just, he ended up with all these Dave Brubeck records that he listened to, like, constantly. And he was just saying, he was like, punk in that early 90s time was great because everybody would bring these weird things together. Like, you know, I'm, I'm listening to these Dave Brubeck records and, like, super old blues. And then somebody else is bringing in, like... Some other weird influence, and it's just all you know. We're just making this scene that doesn't, you know, even exist. So, what are we? We don't know. We're just like, you know. And then, and you're even. I'm even getting like a slint kind of feel from these guys too, and and a lot of like. Well, it's funny when I think about it.
0: Like our friend Mike, who was on the the Fugazi series, you know, his band used to play these like local shows at the VFW hall and stuff, and it was always. I mean, ironically, one of the bands that was always there was The Unseen, who've gone on to become very okay, big. But, okay, yeah. um, you know, Mike was in Fun in the Kitchen, and I remember there used to be, like, a wannabe Beastie Boys rap act. Sure. it was, like, a ska band called, I think they were called Stick Figure Stanley. Nice. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, karate was never at those shows. Karate was too big to be oh, at okay, those okay. shows. Karate was playing, you know, the Middle East upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Not downstairs, upstairs. Okay. Karate was playing, like, real clubs. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um. And you know, so often some of these more local bands would get invited to open or be part of the show. Right. Um. But yeah, Karate was was definitely bigger in Boston than a lot of the stuff that was going on. I mean, they were they weren't Weezer, but they were right, right, right. they were at the time. I mean, this is. I guess this still happens. But at the time, like you could still have a local scene.
1: Yeah. I mean, it does happen. I, I guess. I guess we're just out of it because I. I don't know what a local
0: scene is in well boston. i mean i do know like certainly there's like atlanta hip-hop etc like i'm sure, sure that sure, there are sure. local scenes that totally happen you know sure. florida seems to have something going on
1: oh um, yeah i mean there yeah currently yes there are local scenes i'm just i'm i'm wondering like the local scene in boston right now like is there an equivalent to karate
0: sure. in boston uh yeah probably i mean again i i mean i know you don't know I mean I hear bits and pieces from my students I mean, remember you and I tried to produce that record For Puppy Problems And there seems to be like a real (laughs) Lo-fi emotional emotional, Like quirky scene Going on in Boston right now You know I got like I've been dragged to a few Basement shows here and there where there's some like good Shit going on
1: Yeah, Yeah. Well Um, uh uh, shit God I can't think of their name right now Anyway go on
0: Oh, well, and there's this place up the street from my house. It's called, just called the White House, where they have, like, basement gigs. Right. it's all college kids, and I'm way too old to ever be there. But, oh, Fat History you know, Month. Fat History month. month. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I just... Uh, karate was... I knew of them. Yeah. Obviously, my friends were really into them. I, I know this record, because I heard it a million times. But it was never one I owned, and never one that, like... It's never made it into my personal rotation. Yeah. It just kind of was in my, like my community rotation sure yeah that makes any yep. sense yeah,
1: yeah yeah no there there's a bunch of records on the periphery of stuff like records like i think my equivalent of this would be like i remember tim used to listen to a lot of um it was like slow core at the time I don't, know, I don't know how much sure that label sticks today but like rex and uh bedhead and stuff where the oh first, yeah the first track reminded me of that a bit where it's it has this very like you're sort of like when is this gonna take off and it does it's just kind of like it's a weird time signature it's like i'm almost kidding no i'm not gonna do it and and it's like the whole time it has that you're like ah this is just slow but stopping and starting and it's it's powerful but it's slow
0: you know and i it reminded me of a of a uh I think they were a Chicago band called Seam. S E A M. Oh, do you remember them? Oh uh, yeah, that sounds really familiar.
1: I'm sure we listened to them.
0: Yeah, there's, there's. I saw them live at one point. Like there was something Seam. about this Karate record where, I mean, Seam would take a long time to build up to that explosion. They would eventually deliver it. I don't think. Yeah. Is there any song on this Karate record where they really deliver the like punch that they seem to keep building to? I can't uh, no. think of one.
1: No, I don't either. And I think that's what I appreciate is they're always um very restrained this is very restrained and you can even hear in that first track how tight everything is uh i think in the recording itself and and i know like this guy uh jeff farina is like a big audiophile talking about you know audio gear and he writes for uh tape op magazine which is basically like an audio engineering sure uh, magazine which everyone should subscribe to for free by the way if you go on their Mm -hmm. website it's awesome and uh I think you can hear that a lot like like you can hear like he has a particular microphone cable amp like everything has been specifically chosen and gated to this level and it's even separated like I wouldn't be surprised if you know the, the ride cymbal was played on a separate track from the snare or something like sure. that. You know what I mean? Just because you can hear this crazy, um, really specific vision in in the in how um, constructed that track was. But also, right. what's funny too, is I, <laughs> I wanted to bring up, is uh, um, the guy uh, who's interviewing him at one point is like, I think get into the lyrics or something, and... and uh, um, Jeff is like oh man I can't stand any of my lyrics on, on any of our records they're so like pretentious and and I'm trying to be so clever and serious and like and deep and he's, it was just really funny to hear him get like so critical I mean of course you are but like just no bones yeah. about it like we were in our 20s and like I just felt like I'm trying to say something like you know like Fugazi you know, or something like he even name drops them and it's just like uh, interesting to to uh, have that kind of similar feeling because I know I, I definitely would be uh, uh, in a similar place
0: listening to um, things from that time of my life for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I mean, it is interesting. I mean, you know, because this wasn't one of the things I listened to back then. I right, d- right. I don't have that personal connection to this record yeah. that makes me cringe no but no. i just had a more generalized like 90s level cringe yes yes
1: <laughs> i don't i don't either but it's just um it's very much that time and i think it's interesting to hear somebody the person who created it having sure. that 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 so view also is like kind of uh funny
0: so that. for our listeners it tracking down this record is actually pretty hard our friend mike threw yeah. us a little bit of a curveball because it's not on spotify but it is on youtube and you can definitely go find it on youtube it does make jason's track jumping a little <laughs> difficult but um uh well i had the this fifth? on
1: vinyl by the way i told you that's right. right i found this record in a pile of records and the only reason i picked it up is because it was like you know, i saw it was southern records and i was like okay i know them that's that's cool and uh it was from the 90s okay cool and then the other stuff in the pile, there was like a Discord, a couple Discord records and a couple something else. So I was like, I'll just take this, you know, whatever. Some that's yeah. probably cool. And, uh, and yeah, then I ended up looking on Discogs and being like, holy shit, this is like, this is like, this is a lot. This is way more money than, than, uh, than I need to be holding, uh, ready to drop or just fuck it up. So, so I let somebody who's a super karate fan have it. Right. Because I was like, this is cool. Well, but nice I of mean, you. I'm not. I'm not. A well, here, oh, what worthy I was going to say is this, can you play obviously. track
0: five, which is an unnamed track is, on this album? Because um, I think, I don't know, I just this is one of my favorites on this record.
2: Don't you tell me the truth if you can. Kick out my spokes and send me sprawled on the schoolyard. I'm not too broke, I'm just relaxed. Cause...
1: I thought he's talking about the year there You think he's talking about I-95? Yeah
0: It's <laughs> a Boston graphic
1: <laughs> No, no, totally But it's also was released in 1995
0: so. Sure Cool Double double meaning I don't know
2: Every day But, but again. I'm just Play away Towards a house where I can sleep And I can smoke in the bedroom Like a housemate should in. He's talking about rest stops and riding. He's yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. a road.
0: <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah. This I always just enjoyed this track. This is kind of the only real rocker on this album. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I guess so.
2: Um, and uh,
0: you know what it reminds me of? Actually, I was thinking about this a little bit. You know that Titus Andronicus record that you sent me? Okay. The monitor. Okay. Yeah. Have you have you spent any time with that at all? No. No. It, it's it's. Kind of a, I mean, it's, it's definitely a story album of sorts about a dude who moves to uh moves from like Jersey to Boston oh, to go to college. Okay. okay. And then he kind of hates it here. He's torn between his old life and his new life. Yeah. And he uses the metaphor of the American Civil War as like, yes, kind I of know. an overlay okay. on yes, it. Yes, I know this one. And it's I and mean, there's some great songs in that album, but the f- the first track is like seven or eight minutes where he's describing his like emotional disconnect. But this track kind of reminds me of that one in that whole like. Torn between two lives, and this road is the thing that's connecting the two of them. Yeah. I guess you'd say. Yeah. And I I sort of, just as someone who moved from Western New York to Boston to go to college, like, Boston in particular, because of the 120 plus colleges that we have here, is just full of people who feel this emotional tension constantly between home and away, right? Yeah, And, like, for so many kids, every year, Boston is this, like, exciting new experience, but also this, like... Scary removal from the comfortable <laughs> right, right? Right. And I mean that's kind of What I've always appreciated about this song On this record is that it For me it just really captures what I was feeling In 95 mm. uh, You know like Not wanting to move back to upstate New York But also feeling like dislocated but from what I knew as home yet. and comfortable yeah. Right you didn't and, belong you
1: know. in this city yet And you were like Losing those ties to home But also like not Belonging in the new place yet, or even wanting yeah. to, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. and also,
0: for me specifically, I-95, well, I-90 is how I get home. Right. That's the East-West Road, but I-95 right. was how I got to hang out with you. Sure, sure. Which no, was, I mean, in a lot of ways, like the, the better reconnect. The
1: Chinatown bus, uh, many back and forths on the Greyhounds and the Amtraks. Yeah. And the driving, endlessly. <laughs> For sure, no, no. I, that's I, I can really relate to these guys and this band, especially even like hearing about Jeff's sort of trajectory from like, yeah, we are in this band, we're going, we're you know, we're, we're playing a lot, we're doing you know, touring here and there, like I'm really involved in the in the scene and and uh, doing you know, trying to push some musical boundaries and stuff. And all these guys went to Berkeley, of course. So you 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 know, Boston's always got that. Kind of uh, resource happening for, yeah. for good bands and um, and then kind of his sort of story about being like well I'm not gonna be in my 30s playing this stuff you know I know that like that's not gonna work out
0: and ironically Jeff Farina doesn't he have like a non-stop solo career at this
1: well, point? well yeah well because well the other thing was in in 2005 he had to quit because he had like major tinnitus and was like I can't all oh, even right. like play music anymore But then, you know, figured that out and got hearing protection and has, yeah, gone on to do a bunch of solo stuff. But I think, um, like he was talking about, like, like, yeah, he got into, like, graphic design and web design and stuff and did that for a while in Boston and then ended up, like, moving with his girlfriend to Maine and teaching there. Like, and then I think maybe that's where he lives now and teaches like blues hit blues music or the history of blues or something which is nuts yeah he's like a professor and, and uh <laughs> at some college which i was like yeah. oh that's very funny <laughs> college professors are fucking lame are you kidding that is the greatest job in the world honestly
0: it kind of is i can't believe that this is, is what i get to do is. with it my definitely is days you know i mean god damn it it's great it's great um man. Um, yeah, but yeah, he
1: was talking about rights of spring. He was talking about like how there was a thing oh, when we he was really
0: should do an episode on. I think we, Rites of spring. I think,
1: I think we should because he was talking about how uh, when he was sort of in the like punk kind of scene, you know, playing with a lot of different bands and stuff. Because in that sort of underground punk era, was like here's this guy on acoustic guitar, and then here's you know. Rites of Spring, and then here's somebody with like an accordion and kind of a, you know, just weird all over the place shit, and he was saying like, um, when he, him and his friends were into Rites of Spring, and um, he's, he mentioned Beefeater also, who I don't know, mm-hmm. and he was saying like, he's like, yeah, people would always give you shit, you know, because like, it's like, oh, that's that kind of like, you know, sort of emo stuff, you know, and, and, and here, and then he's like, and then here it is, like, that's the kind of stuff that I end up sort of making on my because right. I think they were getting into that because of uh, the, his podcast being called "Washed Up Emo," which I think is funny. Because <laughs> it's sort of like I guess I mean I, yeah, it's funny to have that name and, and sort of get into that with with washed your up guests emo. who are like former major emo uh, figures. It's interesting. Would
0: you call this emo? I guess I would call this emo. You know, <sighs> you know what? Actually, as we're saying that out loud, a band that. Was think, definitely called emo at the yeah. time. Was do you remember the Promise Ring?
1: Oh yeah, of course.
0: And I definitely that can is, hear hints of that. Yes, or, um, I can. I can too. And you'll notice by the Trail of Dead. Uh, yeah, that kind of sound. I don't sound. know if
1: they were. You know, emo is a, a funny uh, category because I do think people get thrown in after the fact for sure. Like I think it grew. As well, in a lot on.
0: of ways, it's it's like goth. I don't know yes. how much of it is yeah. a sound versus yes. a scene. You yes, know.
1: Yes. 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 It's true.
0: It's true. Yeah. Promise Here, turn this one up.
1: Yeah.
2: And I can bring.
0: in track. I like the bass work a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know what I was thinking about um, this morning in prepping for this episode? Um, I hate to say, you know when you're like 18, 19 and you're pretty goddamn superficial? Sure. Like, you don't think that you are, but you are. Right. I have to say, I think part of the reason why I never got into karate is that karate is not a cool band name. <laughs> right what are you listening to karate like yeah, yeah yeah that's funny like it's, like i would listen to bands like helmet
2: and unwound you know but like sonic
0: that, youth like cool names and i just i, I always thought know, karate man. was like just kind of a sh- like just it just i think that's
1: revisionist history i think look at smashing pumpkins i think everyone i mean their band names are inherently terrible they don't mean anything except after the fact honestly Karate could have been
0: huge. That's true. Mike <laughs> was in a band called Fun in the Kitchen. I know
1: they're they're, they're so stupid. They're so dumb sometimes. Yeah, Pearl. Jam. I guess you're right. I mean, but I just I was dumb. just thinking about that. I was it's like stupid. I was like
0: I can't imagine wearing like a karate t-shirt. I could. You know? That could be. I could yeah. see a lot of possibilities there. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> but also, like, yeah, I think I just don't think at the time, like. I've never really been into overly emotional music like it never sticks with me i might get into yeah. it for a short period of time yes. and love an album I for mean, a little while
1: desaparecidos that and, and like bright eyes is is like you could say. yeah borderline bright eyes kind of st- stuck
0: around for a long time or i mean you could, you you could categorize
1: world. right and and i mean but that's like a, a, a truly like gifted one in a million kind of uh approach to i mean whatever you know whatever he's doing it could have crashed and burned Easily, many times. Somehow, sure. he's like managed to pull it off. I, I don't know well,
0: how. Well, that would be. I would either that first Desecrators record yeah. or that last Bright Eyes record would sure. both be. I don't know if it's actually. I kind of lost track of him, but the the he put out those the two albums the the, the digital black one. Ash and Digital Urn and uh, yeah something. But yeah, I haven't those listened are, to either. Of those in like a decade. You know, but I I have fond memories.
1: Yeah. And and I actually, I forget when I ended up re-getting those just because I was like, yeah, I think those are awesome and super dated in a way, but maybe that's just because of how much I listened to them at the time. Like, I mean, I went sure. through such a bright-eyes phase. But there is stuff like that that's like, oh, this is emo for sure. and it's But it's such a problematic category because, I and I remember Tim and I a long time ago having sort of words about it like where I was like, Where'd you where'd you up with emo? I was like I was like who told you that? Because he was like oh I'm going to go see some emo band, and I'm like who told you that? Is that what like whatever girlfriend he was seeing at the time? I was like is that sure. what she calls it? That's fucking ridiculous. Like I got so mad about it, and he and Tim was like no that's just like he, like we had a whole like kind of this whole thing about emo because and then and this was around Napster days because I remember being like looking up all right all right let me like because. Some of the things I oh days, <laughs> some of the things I was into were I guess you know being categorized as that. So I was curious, like all right, what else? What else is emo? Let me look up these dashboard confessional guys. Oh, and, I, yeah. I, and I listened to uh, I got a couple records and I was like, no, 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 no. This, this is too. If this is emo, I want no part of this. So that made me just be like, ugh. And then.
0: Well, yeah, so I don't I, know. It's at some a point, because I whatever. do remember bands like The Promise Ring being like, that's an emo band. I guess. But I don't remember them having any, like, some, at some point, I think your problem with Chelsea Wolf comes in here. At some point, a hairstyle and skinny jeans and a white belt and whatever became as important to the emo, you know, heavy eye makeup, I remember, as, like, the music, right? And I don't I think don't the know. early bands that were doing a sound... Versus the later bands that were doing a scene, mm. I think at some point it all like starts to mush, right? And you know, I'm less yeah. interested in something when I have to like commit to it as a scene.
1: Oh, I agree. No, I agree. I, maybe that's what it was. Is it felt like it didn't? It never. Well, it should be though. It never felt as overarching as like calling something punk or post-punk or uh, math rock or something to me. I don't know why. Uh, it should be though, because it is. It does feel like it's sort of all over the place with a lot of different styles that sure. people would classify as emo. But but then I think maybe there is such a the, the spectrum that is terrible of emo is mm-hmm. very very terrible. Very and you get terrible. into like you know thirteen year old boy music. That's like what are those bands where you're just like, like oh my fuck morning this. jacket or whatever. No 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 no. I'm talking about like bands we don't even. Like, sure oh, I can't even, Like I can't even But you know what I mean Like that you're just like Holy shit When you watch on YouTube You're like Jesus <laughs> This is Oh yeah This is emo They've like taken it over In a way Right You know what I mean um, So I don't know It's weird I have, I have a couple books Something like <laughs> A couple books about emo That are really funny Because It does run that It really runs that gamut From Rites of Spring Being the Being the beginning Basically all sure. the way to like, I don't know, like almost like not Green Day, but like not Rancid, but sort of like <laughs> that's kind of like right. Just here's a here's the scene,
0: and there's like Japanese yeah, bands Day that are like an we are one. emo,
1: and you're like, holy shit, what the oh,
0: fuck yeah. is this? Well, dude, let's play one more track and yeah. get on out of here. Pick
2: oh, pick um,
0: pick something you like. Pick Bad tattoos. Like, you know what's funny is all of their
1: albums have nine songs and it's funny that um uh the guy asked about that and jeff was like well you know it's like a very specific thing where like nine songs is that's a record that's what that's the like arc you need to have as a musician and like you can usually put five short ones on the front side or back side and then four long ones on the other side and he's like that's it and i was like oh that makes total sense (laughs) um wow uh, it was just he went on about it. It was it was it made a lot of sense. There's so much time.
0: weird logic that goes into these things. Oh that my god! When you, when you finally sort of unpack it, and you're like, oh, that yeah, that's
1: the reason
2: that that yeah. happened.
1: I feel like the uh, last track, track
0: is pretty interesting. From all right, memory caffeine serves. or me? Let's hear this caffeine, thing. Caffeine, tea, coffee, tea or, or me? me? No, that's no, a wait. book about flight attendants who have sex with their me. passengers. No, and that's, caffeine or me. Uh,
1: that's what he's
2: saying.
0: This was definitely the heyday of you know bands, especially indie bands, ending their albums with like a very challenging song. Well, I was gonna say you know, this one is delivering on that, like
1: yeah, so loud, quiet, like their big punch, really like, big vocals, ah! like all the more emo kind of.
0: But you know how like the last track on every unwound album yeah. is like the hardest. I guess so. Yeah. You know, I just, I just feel like this was kind of a thing. Like you're, mm. you're gonna you're gonna go out with that. That sort of grand sprawling yeah. thing. I yeah, know.
1: I mean, yeah, and, and same with the first track. You've got to you've got to do something like you know. It's funny. I was just thinking about the the delivery of unwound lyrically versus this, and like, oh yeah, there's just something s- pretty raw and earnest about this delivery. That's maybe a little like too on the nose or something. Yeah. for this style or too, it's not abstract enough. I don't know exactly. What, what I'm thinking about it. But, um, I just pre- feel like I've heard it before and better. I guess, yeah. Like it keeps verging on, like, oh, yeah, I, I'm really into this. And then, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I appreciate this because it's 1995. Versus, right. yeah, this is still interesting. I mean, and it's funny. He talks about how they would tour overseas a lot because they would end up playing somewhere in, you know, Belgium or, or Germany. And, they would keep asking him to come back like multiple nights, three or four nights. And he mm-hmm. was like, he goes, I think it's because they had no idea what we're saying and they didn't care. It was like music. they gnarly. were interested in, in the music and, and the, the stuff that we were doing, you know? And I think that's funny because yeah, I, I think that's how we're looking at it. You know, tsh, how many years, fucking tsh, 30 years later, you know no, what I mean? Please don't
0: say things <laughs> like that. 95 is like 20. <laughs> five years later. Wow. You know what I mean?
1: That it's like, okay, right. Yeah. Like I'm more interested in sort of these interesting stops and starts and signature times things and, and, and the sound of this than I am what he's saying. But that's also because I'm not 19 either. So I I don't know. It's a weird, I'm always struggling with that. You know, how would a 40 year old me respond to, uh, uh, X, Y, Z record, in 1995
0: if i was 40. Right. I don't know. True. I don't know. Well, uh I'll never Karate know. dudes. I'll never Jeff know. And Jeff and the dudes I'll never in karate. Know. We do like this record. I still have a, a I fond memories of this record even though I don't play it much these I days. I enjoyed it. I think we've been through it. 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 Oh, yeah. I was going to say uh, June, well, hold on, 44 let me, June of
2: 44. June of 44.
0: We definitely me. need to do June of yeah. 44. One of my So
1: they are in the neighborhood of all these things. Hey, Karate Dudes, please don't sue us. Please do not sue us.
0: Um, We're here to just talk about the records and uh, celebrate the records. We don't really make any money off of this thing. So, uh, you know, we we just appreciate, you know, like, be cool. But if you want us to take this down, we will. We're not really going to put up a fight about it. We'll we'll just kind of roll over. Uh, Jay, how do people get in touch with us if they want us to, you know, do stuff? We're or on tell Twitter. Us they like our podcast. Are we on well, Twitter now? Yes. Well, we have been. Just send an
1: email to records at HarveyLovesHarvey.com, which is our old band. <laughs> yes. <laughs> slash Harvey loves Harvey. Slash everything our in our world. Or, or uh, Twitter is at we
0: listen to one. We're also on Instagram yeah. at WeListenToRecords, and we're on Facebook, if you still do that. Um, cool. Jay, uh, do you have any special things you want to do before we um, transition to the next week's record? Do we have any mailbags oh, or bonuses? we do. Or, I did uh, get uh, bonuses. I an email. Cool. Right and here. I have a, on, on. a record recommendation, too. Here it is. Ready? I got an email.
1: Hi, guys. I was re-listening to Rain and Blood by Slayer and was wondering... <laughs> yes! As as you, as everyone does. And was wondering how weird it is to be singing about Nazis and stuff unsympathetically, I think. Where, who sent but us this, first of all? <laughs> this is Chris from Toronto.
0: <laughs> Chris from Toronto. Wondering okay, okay. about... Well, I gotta tell you, as I did a Holocaust yes. film... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the process of, like... When, once I got past the initial like close research of the camp and the people I was looking at, you do gen- tend to start looking at like Holocaust things. Yeah, and it was amazing how quickly I was like, "Huh, I'm listening to Slayer," <laughs> <laughs> because oh, it just it was like it was, I don't know, it was in the um, what's the word, like in the headspace that I was in. I actually, I think Rain and Blood is awesome. I think if you're gonna like pull from real life and create songs that are meant to scare and horrify people. Yeah. The Holocaust is one of the biggest things that you can pull from. Of like course. Dr. Mengele is like uh, yeah. somebody that like is a is a he's a real life movie monster. Well, that's
1: I think that's what he's getting at here is that uh you know, looking at like sort of stepping back from that idea of being like oh, we're going to sing about the most evilest shit and then but you are sort of maybe glorifying it in a weird way. I don't know. It was an interesting no, idea. No, see, here's the thing.
0: Like my my friends, because I still listen to Slayer from time to time. Sure. My friends who are all in their 40s with kids are all like, "What's wrong with you?" Here's the thing. Uh, I no, to S- I would
1: say that Slayer is like awesome. basically like listening
0: to. I hold
1: don't know, hold on, hold on. Two well, live I to live crew or something. It's like no yeah, no. no I listen know.
0: to Slayer the same reason I watch like Friday the 13th. Movies. Sure. Yeah. It's like 80 percent funny, right? 20 percent scary. I like my music heavy, and Slayer does heavy really good. Yeah. But I'm not—I'm—I've never taken them seriously. I'm, I'm listening to Slayer like I'm watching a Hellraiser movie, okay. because it's like a cheap thrill. Yes, right. Yeah. There's there's not much depth in a Friday the Thirteenth movie. I'm not walking away with some grand philosophy of the universe, and I don't expect that from Slayer, right? No, but
1: but I think that that Mangla track in particular is like. I'm going to kill everyone the most evilest way possible. And you're like, "Okay, so they're they're inhabiting this character kind of."
0: Yeah. But it's a movie. They are. It's, it's, all, yeah, okay. It's a movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. I just I just wonder if there doesn't become a point in our shifting sort of ideas about people and things in 2019, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't, not think that you should oh, that's write. Pretty fucked up. And well, that's, I guess, that's what it is. I don't too, think you is... should
0: write "Angel of Death." Now, I just, I just, well, the song exists and has existed well, that's the for thing. a long time. Like he, he
1: that's the, his, his question here is, like, could you, could you even make this album today, basically, in a way? No, and, but and I, mean, I think you can't you make could...
0: most of the shit from the early. Yeah, well, I mean, right, None of those Metallica to Ill records
1: could not be made today.
0: Yeah, you can't make you know Meta- any of the first four five six metallica records I you guess. can't make any of the early Megadeth records you can't right, you know right, like right, none right. of that stuff could be made now right. I, I think i don't think that's the question um that, yeah. that is worth asking about slayer yeah. i think i think the the question that's really worth asking is <laughs> hey, chris they were pushing buttons chris is that the button question that, go fuck, no, yourself. fuck you chris but is <laughs> like your question is really like they were pushing buttons is that a button that you should push, and I think uh, no. if you treat it as uh, yeah, okay. as a horror movie, if you treat it as just like like a serial killer with a chainsaw, like they were okay. just looking for the most but, evil monster that they could find.
1: But let's see if we can make an equivalent. What if you had a horror movie set in a concentration camp? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, like could you go that far? Is what I'm saying.
0: I, isn't there one that was just in theaters like a couple of weeks ago true? called
1: Overlord? I don't know. You tell me. Yes, I think there was. Okay, well, then there's your answer. Fuck me. Fuck you. No, I just, I, you know what I
2: mean? Like, I mean,
0: come on. Like, I, my, my movie folder is full of dozens yeah. of movies. Right. Th- like, horror movies right. where Nazis are the villains, concentration camps are the site. Like, especially right. in the 60s and 70s, I mean, there's such, that was such but, an but they're easy go
1: to. He's not the villain in this song, though, is what, I'm, what I think I'm sure. trying to
0: understand. It's oh, like, you're saying like like it's it quote not, unquote glorifies him by well, m- it, making his voice central? In a
1: weird way, because you're you're saying this really shitty thing as this character who's one of the most fucked up people that ever lived, but that you're making it sound pretty cool because Slayer is good at their songs, right? We all agree.
0: Yeah, they make so, very good...
1: So you know, what I, you know what I'm saying? They make very good... That's ones. where it gets weird for me. It's like, oh, so... This sounds cool.
0: But I mean but it's there's fucked up. there's plenty of music out there I know, where just, the uh, voice is of the villain. There's yeah, yeah, I mean sure, did everybody sure. just get upset about that Christmas song where it's basically like a gaslighting like you know, what what baby it's oh, cold I outside? Where <laughs> oh, yeah, he like did, refuses to take no for an answer. Like <laughs> it's you know, true, everybody's like a rapey song. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean like it's not I mean there there are songs out there, you know, there's a yeah, whole what yeah. um Devil went down to Georgia. I mean, there's a sure, sure. like the the band literally has a song called "The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down" from the point of view of a Confederate soldier. Like, yeah, right. There right, are right, right. it is a it is a strategy to put yourself in the mindset of someone that you disagree with or vilify. Yes. As to create an emotional state. For sure. Should Slayer have done it? I don't really know. No, I don't. I'm not saying but, they. I, I, it,
1: somebody would have done it. It needed to be done. I I wonder. If today's uh, uh, atmosphere, or today's uh, thing, allows for like, like I think that idea it has come and gone, or, or that conceptual I, idea I of you, doing I mean, that is like, it's it's done. Don't do it again.
0: I right? bet you a million fucking dollars that if you and I knew more about like what was going on in underground hip hop right now, there are dozens of songs from the P.O.P. I mean, like of that, like an evil cop well, there's or like that like,
1: horrorcore horror genre that's all like serial killer. I'm, I'm just
0: saying, uh, like, I, I bet there's, a, you know, stuff. <laughs> all right. So well, th- Chris, thank you for your email. Yeah, really good. Really great email. Dummy. So, Jay, I want to I I add a idiot. new section to the show. I didn't, you didn't Please, prep this, I'm so you sorry. don't have to have an answer
1: today. Please but email I just wanna, us. I'm sorry, Chris. You're the best. No. I didn't Chris, mean you're to call best. you are the
0: yet. Yeah, you know what I'm going to do after the show's <laughs> over, Chris? I want to listen to Slayers Shard <laughs> Blood. I'm going to be very fucking happy. You're right. Um, me too. So, I've been thinking, uh, just, and I was just going to ask you kind of cold, I, um, like I've been uh, into one or two new records that have, I've oh. added to my thing lately, and I just thought maybe we could do like recommendation corner at the end of the show. Okay, so but this is you know, nothing like, to
2: do
1: with the one of the three that we're picking. No,
0: then we'll move on to picking the three. But so it's just recommend- like I was just curious corner. is there is there any record that you're like listening to a lot more than usual? Like what's on the turntable the most these I'll days? I'll tell you
1: what I got the other day was uh, uh, what the fuck? I can never remember his name Angelo D augustine
0: okay he's got a new record
1: on asthmatic kitty um and he is very to me is very Sufjan Stevensy. okay Um, he sings in this super falsetto which is like kind of like elliot smith style but but different totally different like uh it's very distinctive vocals which i think are awesome uh and uh and then his guitar playing is crazy so it's mostly just him and acoustic mostly but it sounds like on this album he's doing some sort of new maybe synth stuff or just experimenting a little more which i think is cool because the record before this was just him and acoustic guitar which was incredible so um i'm Mm. into him he's good
0: cool for me uh uh I, you know, at the end of every year, I'll, everybody puts out their, like, best records of the year lists. Sure. And I love those, especially, like, the metal, post-metal lists, uh-huh. you know. I'm always looking for something new and heavy. And I just kept noticing everybody's list had um, the r- most recent record from Deaf Heaven oh, yeah, called yeah, yeah, yeah. Ordinary Corrupt Human Love. Okay. And I cannot stop listening to this thing. Musically, it's, like, kind of just, like, relatively modest post-metal. And the explosions in the sky... Um, maybe like pelicany sound. Yeah, yeah. And then, but the th- there's a couple different vocal styles, but the the main one is this almost like death metally, like like grit noise over it. But it's produced so that the vocals are so far away and so separated, it's almost like it's almost like a separate layer on it. Huh. Um, and it's it's very weird. I, I don't think it's for everybody. Um, there's a beautiful duet on there with Chelsea Wolfe. That's a great track. Nice. Um, and it. It kinda sprawls all over. It took me a few listens to get used to the death metal vocal thing. Yeah. It wasn't really my jam. <laughs> but like it kinda just slides in there. After a while I, I, I don't even notice it. It's like a different like a different register on the on the album. So anyway, you know, if cool. you're if you're into that sort of thing, that has been really making me happy lately. Cool.
2: All right, how, man. how are we picking? Since Mike, I was going to ask you because uh, Mike picked this right.
0: one. Why? Well, I, I, I think three. because I picked Fugazi. Okay. Oh, I see. Yes. Okay. So I think it's your turn. Okay. Well,
1: let me uh, uh, get up my note sheet here. Here are my three picks. Then. Uh, okay. So in order to go completely off track of where we've been, because we seem we seem to, to kind of end up back here a lot in the sure. '90s with with all this stuff, fine, which isn't? is it's totally fine. I just like to like. You know come back here and then throw it where the who the fuck knows on the let's on go someplace the, on the dark wackadoodle and then and then we end up back here okay uh so my well this now you just <laughs> this isn't <a> wacky <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna put okay put a 90s one on there no yeah. this is not wackadoo music i'm giving you by the way all
0: right okay uh, is it barry Manilow? because i all, will no. not do barry no Mallow.
1: stop it's, this is also to um you know mix up the whole like and we end okay. up listening to uh just All right. So hold on. Are you ready? Like I'm ready.
0: Number, number one. <laughs> that wasn't as fun as I <laughs> number wanted. To be. One. Okay, um, number, number one. Okay. Number one. I'm trying Wait. to think of what. I need a good effect here. I, my effects board's not. Oh, it's so good. Number one. one. Oh, that's a good echo. Yeah. All right. What do you got?
1: Uh, I'm trying to think of which which one of her records or what it's called, but um, it Get is. Get your shit together, dude. I got it together. Okay. I want to <laughs> do um, uh, Joanna Newsom, Milk Eyed Mender.
0: Joanna Newsome yeah what's it called Milk-Eyed Mender
1: Milk-Eyed Mender, Mender. okay because I think she's I a really interesting uh, uh, I don't know that uh, one um, what do you call it person who plays music what do you call that <laughs> musician yes
2: <laughs>
0: okay sure <laughs> thank you. She's a very good, interesting good musician. Very very ah. professional podcast we're running here. That's right. Okay.
1: How high are you? I'm going to edit this out. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um uh next. And I'm going to I'm going to try to figure out which which record are, Oh, I know which one, but I want to check. Okay. The next one uh is from Marnie Stern, who I think is also a incredible musician. Okay. And I think the one that I want to do is uh this is it and I am it and you are it and so is that and he is it and she is it and it is it and that is that. That's hard to say. Well, not for me. Apparently. All right. No, this has, um, but this has uh, Zach Hill drums okay. for her and I fucking love him and her guitar playing style is completely unique and insane and amazing and I saw her and ended up talking to her after a show and she is very cool, and All I right. think her stuff is really incredible. All right, uh,
0: that's
2: number
1: Marty's two. Uh, right. and then the last Num- one, number, th- number three. three. Oh, sorry about the volume. Number three is is another another back to the old uh, blast from the past. Uh, this morning again on that uh, 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 Wake and Bake WFMU show, he was playing uh, Erasure, and I was like, God, these are good. These are good tracks. I really, I'm into this 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 record and i remember listening to this oh my god sodas i don't know why all the time with like your friends. friends and like yeah, what one were or they two of my friends were really into erasure and i
0: remember having which that which VHS, record do you want to do
1: i think wild because i think that's the one that i listen to constantly and i had that vhs tape that i ended up watching with like so many of your friends being like oh, oh we god. should go listen to this and they were like yeah cool and uh, yeah, I, I don't know why. It just it's just very, very funny that that I would have like latched onto them in the middle of I'm trying to look at the, Yeah, Wild from nineteen eighty nine. That's the one I listened to like crazy. Oh my god. And I this song just, just read so up the good. cover on Google. Yes. It's, I know, <laughs> and I, I really was clueless. I had no idea like you know what I mean, like how far this went, actually. Yeah. And, and like I was just like, wow. I just really like this music. <laughs>
0: oh my god.
1: Um, so I don't know um, if we actually want to talk about that, but um, I don't know. It came, I, to, I, me. It I, came I, to me. I, and you know, I said, "You know like, what? This I, is like, like as really soon as you Racer, I
0: was just I, my brain like went crazy." Um, but I, I'm kind of interested in Marnie Stern. Oh, let Good, do Marnie good, Stern. good, 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 good. Excellent. Because I don't know anything about her. It sounds oh, like you man. you got to meet her. It sounds like you have some cool <sighs> stories. Whoa shit! Yep, she um, is
1: she is worth
0: listening to. Amazing, amazing, cool. All right, cool. All right, so everybody at home, look up Marnie Stern's This Is It. It's got a crazy long title. I only wrote down This Is It.
1: This Is It, and This Is, this is Me, and We're It. Is that what it's called? No, I, I don't actually want to say it again.
0: Okay, but it's a crazy long title. <laughs> this is I'm sure it, you can find it on I the internet. And you are it. Marnie Stern. And so is that,
1: and he is it, and she is it, and it is it, and that is that.
0: Yeah, I will never, ever be able to say that. That's um hard. Okay, Jay. Why don't you play us out on a on a karate track? What okay. what do you want to okay. end this thing on?
1: I think I want to try I I, I want to try what is sleep?
0: Okay, the third track. All right, so like we're gonna play title. out. This has been Karate's self titled album, right? It is, and uh, we're gonna play it out on. Uh, what's it called again? This is sleep. This what is sleep? What is sleep? Man. All right, guys. This has been we listen to records.
2: Don't you tell me the truth if you can Kick out my spokes and send me sprawl on the schoolyard I'm not too broke, I'm just relaxed Cause I work hard, well you know
1: Ah, you. right? uh, shit, Matt. I'm sorry. This is not what is sleep. Anyway, I'm an idiot. All right, I'm going to play. I going to play trophy. It's because Matt's not listening anymore, and I'm an idiot we